That's funny. That shows my age. She's like, the Pentatonix song. I was like, no, the Leonard Cohen song. Um, he's the one who wrote it. All right. Well, Christmas music. Um, all right, fine. One more, one more, one more. I can't resist. Jingle Bell Rock. Yes, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. Jingle Bell Rock. All right. So, love Christmas music. Um, in my geometry class, I'm playing lots of, of Christmas music in the background. It's something that I do. Actually, I've been doing it in a lot of my classes. But it's something that I do. I think that it helps you know, kind of take the stress out of it. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Um, but I'm a big fan of the Christmas music. I like everything that you guys have said. Um, you know, you got Last Christmas by Wham! Um, there's an exclamation point there, and you must say it. Uh, Last Christmas by Wham! Um, this season, I've been kind of jamming the, uh, the Boys to Men uh, Christmas album, which is responsible for a lot of September babies in the mid-90s. Um, but I'm a big fan of the classics. Okay, I'm a big fan of the classics. Uh, Bing Crosby, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Okay, the, you know, the, the, the classics. And uh, I remember back when I was in uh, college and seminary, I was working at Starbucks, which is a really awesome job, except for, you know, during the Christmas season, like, you got the Christmas music going on overhead. You're like, oh, yeah, this is so awesome. I get to make Christmas drinks, listen to Christmas music. Oh, yeah, oh, this is awesome. And then about hour six or seven in the shift, you're like, we've been listening to the same playlist for the last six hours. I am, and, then, and then you start listening to the lyrics, okay? Because most music, we kind of just like, it just happens around us. And then when you're forced to listen to it, then you actually like, pay attention to the words. And um, well, you find that there's some interesting topics um, nestled within uh, some of our holiday favorites. Uh, take, uh, Tina, uh, this one, for example. But baby, it's cold outside. Got to go but away. baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you drop so in. Nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like My ice. Mother will start to Beautiful, worry. what's your mind? father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roar. Really Beautiful, start. please don't well, hurry. Put some records on while I pour Baby, it's bad out there Say, what's in this No drink? cabs to be had out there I wish I knew Your I eyes are like starlight now Can we go ahead and stop that for me? Thank you. Um, maybe we didn't catch that, so may I offer a dramatic reading? I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away, but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you drop in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. But my mother will start to worry. Beautiful. What's your hurry? My father will be placing the floor. Listen to that fireplace roar. So, so really, I, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please, don't hurry. But maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on, I'll pour. The neighbors might think, baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? And it's at that point where we're like, eh, maybe not. This is not necessarily a song 
of the season, okay? And that kind of is a metaphor for our experience at this time of the year, isn't it? Okay, um, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We got the Christmas tree, we got the Christmas lights, we got Christmas songs. It smells like Christmas, like in Ms. Holmes' room. There's like actual pine stuff in there, and it smells like Christmas. But the whole thing—not your room—but the whole experience of it um, lacks the substance of Christmas. What Christmas is really about, and we know there's something wrong with it all. Um, but most of us, me included, uh, either just go along with it or we try to distance ourselves from it as much as possible. Now, this is not unlike the world of the first century Palestine, okay? I know, it's like, oh, history and chapel. Yes, history and chapel, Bible, that's why. Okay, now Luke's gospel, last time I spoke to you guys, we read out of Matthew's gospel. Today, we're gonna look at Luke's gospel. Um, it's quite explicit in reminding us that the Roman Empire uh, is in charge, okay? That the people of Israel, God's chosen people, are conquered people yet again. And uh, some people choose to go along with it, like uh, the family of King Herod, uh, while others, like the Essenes, uh, choose to distance themselves from it altogether, uh, and they just bug out on, on society. And it's into this very wrong world that the angel of the Lord comes to an aging priest named Zechariah, quoting prophecy from Malachi about one who will prepare the people of Israel for the return of God. Could it be? Could the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob finally be coming to set the world right? And it's into this very wrong world that another angel of the Lord visits a young teenage girl by the name of Mary, quoting God's promise delivered by the prophet Nathan that the house of David would have an everlasting kingdom. Could it be? Could the Messiah, God's anointed king, be coming to set God's people free? And it's these two messages one of God's imminent return, and the other of the rise of the long-awaited uh, Davidic king that find their intersection in yet another visitation, this time from several angels uh, to a group of outcast shepherds tending their flocks in the cool of night. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. David, Savior, Christ, Lord. Could it be? Could it be? The shepherds storm off through the darkness towards the dimly lit fires of the city of Bethlehem and find things exactly as the angels had said. A baby sleeping in the cold night, laying in a manger, a simple animal feed trough. David, Savior, Christ, Lord, Jesus. And in the midst of our similarly wrong world and all it takes is a glance at the headlines to determine that. We struggle against the options, okay, of going with the flow or stepping out of the stream altogether. Okay, I want to encourage you guys. The last thing I want to say to you guys before you guys break, okay, I want to encourage you, don't go with the flow. Go to the manger. See what love has done. Behold there the promises of God brought to fruition and place your faith in the one who is faithful to do all that he said he would do. If you've ever found yourself wondering, could it be? Could it be? Okay, then do as the shepherds did and go to the major and discover that it's exactly as the word of God said it would be. David, Savior, Christ, Lord, Jesus. And if you're among those who check out when it comes to the checkout lines of Christmas consumerism, that's me. Amazon was the best thing to ever happen because I don't have to go out into the world of people. I can sit behind a computer screen, do all my Christmas shopping, and never have to encounter any one of you. I mean, them, them, them. 
then may I encourage you as well. <laughs> uh, don't check out. Don't check out. Don't check out. Check out the manger. Check out the manger. See what love has done. And behold there, the God who does not abandon us to our own depravity uh, to reap the wages of a rebellion, but instead breaks through into the very fabric of history to do something about it. Could it be? Could it be? Go to the manger and dote on the one called Emmanuel, God with us. David, Savior, Christ, Lord, Jesus. And like I mentioned earlier, I like old school Christmas music. I still like that Dean Martin song, but it's a little weird for me. And there are a few songs older than the Benedictus, okay, found in the first chapter of Luke. Okay, John the Baptist has just been born to his father, Zechariah, uh, who had just received his voice back. He says, the son should be named Zechariah. He gets his voice back, right? And he erupts in prophecy and declares, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets of old. He said he was going to do it. He's doing it now. And he finishes this song by pronouncing a blessing over his own son, declaring, And you, child, will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. It's as if he's saying to his infant son, baby, it's cold outside, but not for long, not for long. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the morning. We thank you for the opportunity we have to, to gather and to praise uh, your name for what you have done and for what you are doing. We pray that in the midst of this Christmas season that you would help us to, to, to really just enter into this season, to focus on you, the founder and perfecter of our faith, the one who uh, provides us forgiveness, the one who doesn't leave us alone to our own miserable devices, uh, but brings us mercy and love and kindness. We pray that we would experience that anew, that we might share that uh, with those around us. And we lift that up in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I'd like to call up the vice principals because we have some awards to give out.